Hi, this is Michael. Just feel like some of my glibber sounding comments might age quite badly since even in the three or four days since we recorded this episode, I'm sort of starting to feel like uh, a privilege check of the fact that coronavirus to me means uh, minor inconvenience, but uh, I don't want to downplay people's feelings about it. But I'm just going to, rather than edit out anything, I'm just going to like, for the historical record, so we can see my journey from, I mean, I, I think the panic is a problem, but I uh, I don't want to downplay people's fear about it because you can't just tell someone their feelings are wrong. Anyway, just wanted to put that in before the episode starts. Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a podcast where at least one of us thinks that this coronavirus panic is all a bit silly. But hey, you know, that might just be me. What do you? Uh, my name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. Or do you think it's a bit silly? Or do do you I think, think it's, it's a bit silly? Very, you're not in the centre. Well, you're not in London, so how is no, it in I, I'm not in an epicentre. I'm in Croatia. We have 27 recorded cases today, the 13th of March. <laughs> um, I am one of these people that has been m- monitoring the virus for long enough for Michael to be going, what is this f- epidemic you keep talking about? <laughs> um, so I've been keeping an eye. Uh, Just a bit of flu, in it? Like, Well, I don't think it is. Okay. So that's one thing. I was like... Uh, I have also repeated that, oh, it's just a bit of flu. And then I've read a few things from mm. some Italian doctors going, mm, it's not. However, the survival rate, yeah, it's a bit worse than flu. It's a problem. The number of people that need help with respiratory equipment is mm. a problem because, for example, I think I believe you just don't know, no health service caters for that many people needing that much help right so uh however people's panicky behavior is probably a far bigger risk than the actual thing which is i read i did i do this on podcast chat to you about this like when i did that welcome trust project they're one of their big topics is epidemics Mm. and one of the things like they talk about is reducing panic and getting good information out there and yeah. things like, you know, don't do SMS alerts, do telling people while they're at work that something right. bad is happening <laughs> so that they keep their professional persona and less likely to go, ah, <laughs> run out and buy toilet paper. Toilet um, paper everywhere. Uh, I don't know. I did. So, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think I, I, I did... Uh, uh, my daughter's nursery here, they, they had a nurse in to talk to them about how to wash their hands properly. I mean, wash your hands, I don't know. I'm not in like a flat, but like the impact on life might be quite significant for a while. For more yeah. places shut down, more travel gets locked down. Yeah. Um, so... Well, yeah, okay, well, know. that's us. Luckily, we're, we're, we don't have to... Well, you're on an island away from everyone. At the moment, <laughs> I'm, but that uh, relies on tourism. I don't. Um, I don't really see. Uh, well, Italy's going to suffer from that, isn't it? Um, yeah. 
Hey, what are we talking about this week, though, anyway? We're talking about being really patronising. Oh, cool. And, like, telling people not to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a bit not about... To, uh. <laughs> and a bit of uh, about being patronised as well. So uh, well, I, 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 put, I think the title is going to be patronising as though... Yeah, like patronising as the verb patronise or to be patronised patronising. Have you done any patronising recently? (laughs) Apparently I do it often. How's it going? This week I have been gifted with (laughs) a brand new purpose-built and decorated compost box for my garden. I'm delighted with it. It has been painted by my daughter, assembled by my husband. It is magnificent. And uh, so that's what I've been doing this week. I'm very happy. Sounds good. (laughs) Romance is not dead. (laughs) Compost. You heard it here first. (laughs) How are you, Michael? I'm good. I'm going to... I've been switched into marketing mode last week, this week. So it was... Uh, hard to hard to make the switch, but I'm I'm sort of writing blog posts and things. I'm sort of I'm finding a tone. I'm reading this book, uh, that book, Uncanny Valley, still, which I'm still enjoying. I'm nearly finished, and it's uh, I sort of quite like the tone of it for my own uh, stuff. So, you know, how when you're reading something, you end up writing in that tone. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sort yeah. of think it works quite well. Uh, but yeah, so just trying to think about all that nonsense of uh, search rankings and keyword optimization. And, <laughs> and, uh, oh, how are you going to get your ranking up? All that kind of rubbish. And just looking at my sales a bit like overly, uh, uh, we're sold in it yet. So yeah, I'm in that kind of state, just hoping that I can um, oh. get enough people interested in the app that. Um, I don't have to go back to work. <laughs> well, I've purchased your app oh, and I have you. been dutifully... Well, I've missed one day. I don't quite okay. know how I missed a day, but I did. I like the introduction text mm-hmm. where it talks about privacy. I thought you did that well. Yeah. Thank you. Um, because I think... Yeah, anyway, so I thought that mm-hmm. was good. And I obviously don't have enough entries yet f- to have learned anything yeah. insightful. <laughs> Uh, and I'm trying to work, you know, I'm still trying to work out what sort of messages I want to write. Mm. However, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, when it asks me how I am, I'm trying to tell it. And then I feel mm. about, I'm like, yeah, but I was, you should have asked me an hour ago. I was having a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine now. Because mm. um, I have had a bit of one of those weeks where I was like struggling to find, in fact, for a couple of weeks I've been, you know, doing that. Dipping a bit low, and mm. so I, uh, I was like, "Well, now you ask me." <laughs> well, it's okay. Like it's, it's it's more. I think it's more a volume game. Um, like at the end of the day, so like if you just want to put that. I mean, that's why I put in the multiple. That you can put. Well, this was making me unhappy, but mostly I'm okay now, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, uh, I wondered with not really a properly UXy head on, just like, would I be interested in seeing an integration with my activity? for example yeah i want to i do want to that's on the list that's on the list yeah i thought because i i do like an integration myself. yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's like i got that i got the sort of a couple of basic ones in location and like tags and stuff and then like an overall one but yeah i, I but but like i i don't want to start go back into development on new stuff until i've got like 
a decent number of users using it so that I can... Yeah, yeah. Because some of these find things are going to be... about bugs. Well, find out about bugs. And there's one bug I just cannot figure out, though. Like, if you go into... Um, <laughs> if you switch to the other screen and then you come back and then you unlock the private entries, it crashes. And, like, the reasons for that are just so unfathomable <laughs> like I'm, I'm narrowing in chipping away out every other day <laughs> like what if i just isolated this it's it's the way it's because i've had to anyway whatever so i don't really i'm, I'm listening in I'm a listening, way that okay. words in are a way coming that into I'm my brain snip this bit out of the podcast um <laughs> so no, no. actually i was thinking that it's good that you can reproduce it i have oh, yeah, not come yeah, across the, it yeah, it's, it's, it's relatively um, esoteric, so I'm not, like, panicking about it, but I am like, oh, I need to figure this out. But you always think, if, maybe this? No. <laughs> not that. At least you know what it isn't. So, Michael, are you patronising? I don't know. How am I supposed to know? Do, do people ever accuse you of being patronising? Like once in a while, uh, I'll get it from Sharon. You're being patronising. <laughs> and once in a while, I'll feel patronised. But, you know, well, it's sort of like... Um, and uh, what, what, what causes it? It's like... I, what, I'm telling you something you already know, as if you didn't know it. Right? Well, I, well I think that's one... Or telling you in a way that um, I... I am presenting myself as being superior to mm-hmm. you because I know and you don't. Oh, it sort of reveals an assumption you're making about your sort of relative uh, knowledgeability and or status. Um, that so it, it doesn't. It might not seem like much, but it's sort of um, it's a it's a sort of window into a wider like anxiety of like not being taken seriously. But isn't you know I was thinking about it. It's like the, occasionally when I get accused of being patronising, I'm just telling you something that I know. <laughs> the fact that you don't like me telling you something that I know, because I am both. I am. I'd say. I'm. I, I'd say I'm. I'm. I'm accused of being, or I feel like I'm. I'm concerned that I'm patronising people. Mm. I think I have been told over the years multiple times that I am patronising. Mm. And equally, I hate being patronised. Yeah. I will go for somebody if I feel like they're patronising me. <laughs> Talk to me like that, which you think I am. Uh, so I do not like to be patronised, mm. which might be why I'm very conscious of patronising. Yeah. However, sometimes I just know stuff <laughs> that I need to tell people. <laughs> or, yeah, I th- and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and gen- gender-wise... Um, I presume that, like, I get a lot less being patronised, being a white Michael as I am. Um, <laughs> whereas you've got to sort of contend with, uh, you know, that sort of assumption that women don't know nothing, do they? No, they don't. They're all they fluffy. Don't. Yeah, they don't know things. They don't know, like, that there's loads of stuff women things. don't know. No, not crying. Certainly, I'd be surprised to hear of a girl who knows what a diode is. Um, I don't know. Um, Um, Yeah, exactly. So there's a bit of that. Um, But uh, it probably surprises and upsets me more when I am patronised as a result because I'm like, the cheek of it, (laughs) the absolute barefaced 
cheek of it to assume that I did not know the tyres go flat after a few months if you don't pump them up. You bike shot mofo. Bike shot <laughs> mofo. It's your, bu- your bike shop is your scarring It's the only one I can think of, to be honest. Like, um, <laughs> I'm sort of... So, like, how deep is this subject? I, I, do you know, like, one of the more sort of visceral ones for me, I suppose, is um, when I was younger and, like, um, like, every day my father would insist on telling me that I'm wiping the table wrong or whatever. Like every day it was like you're just being sort of like micromanaged about how you're doing these things that like I feel like if you would just let me do it my way and just get the f*** off my back, then I would feel a lot less angry and upset the whole time and like dreading this. Okay, we've all got to do clear that. And, you know, when there's um, seven kids and you're all supposed to be somehow doing table cleaning duties it's like it's very hard for that to self-organize and there's you know it's like what i I don't know and it was just (laughs) that was a constant source of anxiety you're putting in the dishwasher wrong you know um when someone sort of like tells you something that you already know and part of you especially when it's like you have told me this one thousand times can you please stop telling me every single day i don't know if that falls under the banner of patronizing but it's certainly like a distrust thing that you just kind of like you want to be given responsibility and ownership of a task rather than like just the assumption being that you aren't going to know how to do it i think there is a a there's a respect thing again, isn't yeah, there? Or, or like, uh, you know, sort of... Um, so in a work context, I will sometimes not tell people something at, at the risk of being accused of being patronising. When <laughs> um, actually, all it is, is me, I've done this before, let me tell you what happens when you <laughs> do that. Yeah. Uh, let's not do that. And it's very, very hard to deliver that because people are defensive. Mm. Um, we have this uh, amusing... Uh, line in my household which I have told people at work to give them the right you know give them the right to tell me that I'm patronizing them which is Nick tells the story of him sitting at home gluing something and it was perspex and he had got wood glue with him have I told you this story and uh and I walked into the living room and I was like the way he tells it I went (laughs) oh no you have (laughs) so whenever I am being you know, you get a wood particularly, um, I don't know, patronising, <laughs> I get a wood glue. So I tell this story often in a work context to give people the right to go, wood glue? <laughs> then I go, or I go, is my, is my voice doing that thing where I'm so incredulous that you don't know this, that my voice is going... Hey, yeah, um, that's, it's that, isn't it? It's that incredible. How could you not know this? How could you? I think not that's know? what what I get from Sharon. Like, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll be surprised that she doesn't know something. I'll be like, how can you not know about Spider Man's origin story? That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sort of safe one, um, and not actually a true one. But um, do you know? I'm, I'm, I'm so, we watched this like one of um, the School of Life videos this week was um, like how to sort of avoid emotionally unintelligent people. What are the signs? Five things that right. people who aren't that emotionally intelligent do, and one of right. them was this sort of um, thing of oh, I hadn't really thought about it like that. And I'm like, I, I do have a bit of a, I seem to have a bit of an empty space where 
knowing whether I've been patronising should probably live. So <laughs> I'm slightly right. worried that I'm what, being so what's unknowingly... what's wrong about saying, saying oh, I, I hadn't I, really thought about it that way? I think it's just like a sign that, of a lack of sort of introspection and sort of like processing of one's childhood and, and things like that, that sort of like someone's not really Blimey. kind of crossed that threshold into self... Self, <laughs> I yeah. think I use that phrase as a sort of holding space well, for go for like that's when, a really stupid thing. <laughs> when, but let me pretend to consider it seriously. Hmm, I hadn't really thought of it that way. Is that what you mean when you say? Because I did when <laughs> when he said that, I was like, yeah, yeah I can think. Of, a banker says that. A banker says that. But is that no, uh, so? I guess I you're just know. emotionally unintelligent, and uh, I guess I am. Yeah, so sorry about that. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> really, that started off as me trying to say, like, am I just patronising all the time? But I, I mean, I grew up so insecure. Like the thing is, I think there's this this dynamic of when you're insecure and you don't like yourself and you're not sure of yourself then you assume that everyone else is smarter than you. You assume that other people are at least as intelligent or, or knowledgeable as you. And then it just means you get constantly disappointed by everyone around you. And I think it sort of leads to being really condescending to people, like really sort of um, because you're like, oh, you don't even know that because you don't understand that the thing you know is actually quite advanced. And um, a lot, and I think a lot of people are stuck in that. It's like, well, this idiot didn't even know that, and I'm like, sort of, no, but that's not that obvious. No. <laughs> um, so it's sort of like self, so like you have to have a little bit of self worth, like you have to value your own sort of like um, experience and intelligence before you can to help avoid like, you know, mm. like just assuming that everyone else is better than you and then being disappointed and mean to them when they're not even as smart as you. And I'm just an idiot. You know. This whole I'd not really thought about it that way <laughs> phrase has really thrown me. Uh. So I'm like, really? Am I so? What was the other thing? Is there any other signs I need to worry about? How many do you have to score before you're? I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was quite in the same way. It's just that it's usually you say it when I've got like some sort of technical system, systematic way of thinking about something that you haven't. But what else you expect if some if somebody does give you something that you hadn't. You'll have to watch the video. I'll link to it in the notes. Everybody. Yeah. So going back to that whole uh, condescending, <laughs> expect, expecting too little or too much or not understanding where you fit on the scale. Mm. I think that's quite I mean, it, it's like the the uh, one of the ways on the podcast that I check myself the most, <laughs> I think I'm being patronising, is when I start talking about people as children. And I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah. But in this instance, I'm going to use my child who said, no, I can do it all by myself or I want to do it or mm. I can do it. It's very important. Or yes, of mummy, of course I know how to do it <laughs> mm. um, element of it. But it's like the stuff I need. Oh, that's what she asked me the other day. She's like, uh, mummy why do I have to do what you tell me to do? <laughs> She's seen like, through the matrix already. <laughs> and I was like, right, I, this is my best answer that I could give. It's mm -hmm. like, because I've been on the planet for longer than you, there's a bunch of stuff that I know about that you haven't had a chance to learn yet. Mm -hmm. So things like keeping you safe and making you brush your teeth and not eat too much chocolate and all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. But once you learn lots of things, then you'll have to listen to me less because you'll be mm -hmm. able to make your own decisions that will be um, 
you know, safe and right and good decisions. Like, mm. it's my job to help you get the tools. You know, but there's nothing wrong with being... What's wrong with being clever and knowing stuff? There's nothing wrong with being clever and knowing stuff. Can I just uh, interject yeah. with, like, I suppose the other thing about why the child has to do what you say, I was just thinking about, was because um, you, like, your uh, brain structures aren't optimised for life as an adult yet. They're optimised. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> your I'll brain, you when you're, like, older, <laughs> then your brain develops new structures, did you? <laughs> like, yeah. And then she'll go, yes, but, yeah. mummy, what number do I have to be? <laughs> In order to do that, I go, well, it depends. <laughs> 35. <laughs> Mummy, when can I have a mobile phone? When you're 30. <laughs> oh, no. Then she asked, when she can have a child, she asked the other day. Oh, wow. And Nick goes, uh, Nick goes, hang on a bit. And then he, go, he goes, uh, you know, he goes, 20 might be a good number. She's, no, she said, what's a grown-up number? And right. Nick said, Tw- 20 is a grown-up number. And she went, hmm. So when can I have a baby? And then Nick goes, hang on a minute, Vanka, don't talk. We're going to find out when we're going to become. So she counted up to 20. She went, mm, that's a long time. <laughs> she wasn't <laughs> impressed with that. Uh, so, yeah, we've got, uh, there's a lot of questions at the mm. moment. Hey, do you um, know what? I've been but... counting up, uh, counting squats and things in Chinese at the gym. Whoa. So that's even more impressive than uh, <laughs> a child counting up in English. <laughs> Um, the um, <laughs> like, but to to, to your um, worrying about being patronising by making these children analogies, I actually think that's quite a powerful way of thinking about other people, and um, actually is one of the you know one of the Alain de Botton school of life kind of core tenets is you've got to remember that everyone's just a sort of child in there and like when they sort of react badly or sort of over the top it's usually because you they've sort of reverted to the sort of like you know like they're kind of reacting to something as though they were a child and you have to treat them the way you would a child rather than trying to like kind of reason or you've got to sort of be nurturing and kind and and those things when someone's being um you know sulking and all that kind of thing rather than um, so it, we, we, we sort of, I think we overestimate our uh, maturity and rationality. I, I don't know if that's patronising, but it's certainly a technique for understanding other people, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I would say, yeah, isn't true. it, at the end, to just try and make you agree with my point? Isn't it? <laughs> isn't a leading, it? give me a leading question. Yeah, so it's isn't a way it? for me aren't to I feel right, like, yeah, yeah, I'm right. I'm right about that, aren't I? <laughs> Yes, Michael, you are correct. Uh, but I think that, but then uh, absolutely, when I react to being patronised, I'm 100% being the child going, <laughs> don't you talk to me like that. You can't talk to me. Don't tell me what to do. I don't want to be told what to do. I think because I don't like being patronised so much. I think that's part of what makes me pa- paranoid about being patronising, to be honest. I'm <sighs> like, people are delicate flowers. All right. Paul Hollywood. Right, Paul Hollywood. That thing he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does he do? He goes, next time, just make sure you bake it for long enough. It's, like, <laughs> it's a f***ing time limit. <laughs> Obviously, I was trying to bake it for long enough. He always, like, throws in these little patronising little things that you can't... Obviously, no one can do anything. Like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I hate Paul Hollywood. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's so funny because they hate him as well. So I, I wonder if he's okay. I hope he's okay sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I hope you're okay. And like, I think some, that the sort of, um, 
the persona can just end up you sort of adapt to how people see you and like does that is that but it, it, it's like a paradigm of oh my god just don't why are you being so patronizing that's such a useless thing to say and so condescending just but, can you not but i th- i think this is what's interesting about it right? there is hmm. this kind of I think him and as his persona, yeah. I haven't watched Bake Off for a little while, but he has, the, you know, he's right. He's the expert and yeah. he knows. So yeah. whatever he says to you, patronising or not, is mm. correct and mm. tested. And he knows that if you'd baked him for longer, mm. it would have had less of a soggy bottom or whatever yeah, the yeah. phrases are that we all chuckle about with Bake it's Off. Raw. It's raw. It's inside. raw. So and in that context, you know, he could go for being a more likable character and not mm-hmm. such a, you know, not such a, you know, there's, there's always this way off of how much are people going to like you and how right do you need to be? Well, <laughs> like, yes, like, yes, there is. But there's, I also feel like the, that your, uh, your insights need to be on some level actionable. It's like when the trainer comes to me after I've just done like 15 squats and goes, oh, no, you need, can you, you, you know, keep your back straight. I'm like... I've just finished now, so what's the bloody point of telling me that? Like, can you do yeah, your yeah. job and come in on the time? And all Paul Hollywood does is like lurks nearby and sort of yeah, smirking, kind of smirking, and like, you're yeah, like, what yeah. is wrong with you? Or goes, Wait, yeah. really, you're going to do like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That waiting for people, that taking <laughs> delight in people's failure. That's what's not nice about him. Oh, is that what you're going to do? Mm. But yeah, yeah the, I don't like that. The, the hierarchy, but there's this sort of like earned earned expertise thing but then there's the workplace sort of like fake version of like hierarchy <laughs> yeah. where yeah, someone's yeah. you're like, in charge if you do oh, the, someone like that's where you really get patronized the shit out of and i just i yeah, think yeah. you know one manager person who was just i did not he just clearly wasn't emotionally equipped to be in charge but he'd risen up pretty high like and just the way he spoke just like was just so um condescending but also just like it's just like well if you know we're going to do this and if you fail we'll do and i'm like why are you like introducing shit like this like straight off the bat like that's like this is um you know i i need to hear that i've got your like support and like i i I can come to you if i sort of like need to figure something out and those kinds of things but it's like when someone's just like high on their own like managerial you know i'm a not even v I'm a, I'm a vice something or something so and you sort of know that you've seen their work and you're like oh my god like yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um so that's 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 where that's what i just cannot stand is being patronized by someone whose only qualification is that they happen to have got promoted to what? some position yeah. for whatever reason but so there's something like if you're Let's say you're a smoker and you've gone to the doctor and the doctor's told you to stop smoking. Are they patronising you? Because they are telling you something. Because they, they also have, they have to tell you. Like, they yeah. have a, you know, like, if, if your, your child's running <laughs> in the road, you have to tell them whether they like it or not. You have yeah. to tell them that running in the road yeah. is dangerous and yeah. they shouldn't do it and grab them and, yeah. you know, tie, tie them down. <laughs> But, you know, like there is. Like, well, what... the, the advice on that is like, well, I, I kind of what I've got. I want to circle back to the doctor thing because I, I, you know, that people don't smoke for the reasons 
that they shouldn't smoke. There's some reason that they are smoking. Yeah. And the same reason the child who's been told not to run in the road not, is what you, you sort of need to find out why they're running in the road, even though you've told them not to run in the road and like address that and like, try and deprogram that. Um, because if you just keep saying the same thing, that like uh, you, you, we all know all these things that we're not supposed to do, but then we we have a more compelling reason to do it. You know, we've convinced ourselves of some more compelling reasons. So that's, yeah. that's well, that's the key to quitting smoking is going, OK, well, why are you smoking? Oh, well, it's because um, it releases, you know, relieves stress. It's like, well, uh, and then you kind of get into that and go, well, no, actually, it creates the stress that it's relieving. So if you just took it out of the equation, then you'd have exactly the same amount of stress and probably less overall because you wouldn't be trying to run out of rooms to go and have a cigarette. Um <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's things like so it's like why are you running in the road I just always think of a friend of mine who told me about when she was young they used to play this game which was how many times could they run across the road backwards and forwards before like as a car was coming and of course like inevitably she got hit by a car playing this game it's like well what what is making you play that game it's I guess you want the status of being the one that did it the most and that for some reason is more important to you than than like being a you know scaredy cat safety being alive. person but to circle back to the doctor thing I, my, my, I went to a doctor about something that like, and I wouldn't and the reason I went I, I didn't wait for something to become agonisingly painful I was like okay well there's a mild thing but it might be like a symptom of some future bigger problem so I'm just going to go and I just he seemed like such a hack the questions he was asking like there was no subtlety there was no it was just it was just like the stuff that you've already the stuff that we all learn like seemed to just it was all that stuff and I was like I was trying to get something a bit more sophisticated than that and I just felt really disappointed by by my doctor <laughs> and I sort of want Stephen Fry's doctor that sort of helped him realize he had cancer very early um but yeah like I, I the authority it was it was just I don't know. Like, if I go to someone, like, I don't want the fucking stuff I could find on Google. I want the, I want your experience. I want your years of experience. I don't want you to assume that I am not aware of all this, uh, the, the normal stuff. I want you to you, assume yeah. that maybe, I, you know, I want something a little bit more nuanced than that. That's why I'm coming to a person. Why would I come to a person otherwise? Like, <sighs> <laughs> But that's, that's the, okay. The example, I, I was trying to pull out an example of the fact that, like, sometimes the person who knows something is morally obliged to tell the person who doesn't appear to know it. <laughs> so maybe my example of smoking was a bad one. But I was just trying to think of, like, what's a respected... It's like the... the um, you know, patronising has this massive negative label. Yeah. But... Like sometimes a statement needs to be made that it's like a, a, otherwise you end up with, you know, you can't pander always to the audience. Sometimes you have to go. Things are a bit fucked. This is what we need to do. It's like, and it's it's like usually it's coming out of disappointment, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming out of oh god, I have to explain this to you, and then. But I mean, I mean, sometimes, I, yeah, like. Um, yeah, that's when you're conscious that you might be doing it and you just have to say, well, I'm just going to have to do it because I've waited, you know, four weeks for you to come through with something. I'm still not seeing anything. So I'm going to start yeah, telling yeah. you how to suck eggs because it's yeah, like I'm because trying to got, shake you, you clearly out clearly don't know how to. Yeah, Then there's the sort of the flip side of it, the bit. So, you know, like, OK, 
I've, uh, I've, I've tried to be as self-reflecting as possible on the types of patronising I am. But then the being patronised, it's like, on what basis are you assuming that I don't know this or that mm. I need to be told? Right. I, you know, why are you, are you patronising me? Why are you patronising <laughs> me? What is it about me that's allowing you to do this or giving you permission to do this? Is it, you know, a, a snap decision that you've made based on what I look like or what I what gender I am? Or is it because we've had a conversation and you've established that I don't know something, mm. in which case you're probably not patronising me. You're probably telling me something I don't know. So do we and think like patronising is always like because they've misjudged you and they've made an assumption about you? So I know it's like you, you sort of jump to, you know, I guess I'm just thinking about like the bike shop person. It's like you're mm. saying this to me because you think I'm a soft handed wimp boy that's never <laughs> yeah. ridden it. Like, this is all new yeah, to yeah. me and I've never changed a tyre on a bike. It's like... And and you know that well, I've I've been changing tires on bikes since I was bloody twelve. So uh, yeah. why are you patronising me like that? And it's it's and is it always a sort of um, an incorrect conclusion uh, based on prejudice or based on sort of like um, yeah. superficial judgments? I think that's when it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the super yeah when it's just based on like. I mean, there are things that... So there's a couple of sides of it. If you're thinking about things as the patronisee mm. and the patroniser, like, as a patronisee, the reason you get upset really doesn't matter whether it's unjustified or or justified. The, mm. the being in part... So somebody's telling you something that they think you don't know. It, whether they are telling you because they've made some snap decision based on nothing, you are almost always as upset or have the same reaction or could have the same reaction whether you're being um told because you genuinely don't know and there's that sort of discomfort Uh, i'm at work somebody's (laughs) discovered that i don't know a thing or they're telling me something that maybe i should know and uh, oh and it's fed into your imposter syndrome or whatever else (laughs) is going on and it's so there's like you know whereas if you think about your bike man you know generally None of us like to be discovered in not knowing something, do mm. we? And, but your bike man, like, this is his expertise. This is his opportunity to, to, to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, I'm gifting Sharon's, you this uh, angle. information. <laughs> it's like, here you go. Did you know this really great something thing? Something I have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Please yeah, yeah, give yeah, me yeah. social capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know something and I want to gift it to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so, that's true. You know, and, it, and, it, and I think that that sort of, if... We could think of being patronised as a gift. Mm. <laughs> Maybe well, it's sometimes an unwelcome gift. <laughs> oh, but still, thank you so much for taking the time to explain to me how cars work. I really appreciate it. You might be surprised to know, but I already know that. But, you know, yeah, something's well, for next time. Probably the answer. I think, um, I think this is, um, do you know, how much do you think this is a sort of barrier to sort of diversity and people moving between groups where someone if someone's obviously an outsider and you've got you know you've sort of been brought into a group and then someone's like uh, there's people talking and you're sort of like saying to the person yeah and that means that he doesn't like that person oh yeah and that means that uh, that means drugs <laughs> oh and that means and the other person at a certain point is like yeah no <laughs> yeah, 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 and it yeah, becomes yeah. sort of like you're going to associate going into that sort of like place where you're a minority with being constantly patronized or just like 
assume that you don't know anything. And actually, you might be really, you, you yeah. probably know a lot more than people expect. I think that is interesting because, like, if you if you take knowledge just not to be about, like, you know, what books you've read and how much math you know how to do, but things like cultural references and, I don't know, like, uh, even language. Like, when you're translating for people, sometimes, because oh, I spend a lot of time translating, <laughs> it's like... Um, you know, you translate, sometimes you translate stuff that's too basic. Mm-hmm. People yeah. go, yeah, even I got that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm in translation mode now. And know. so I'm translating. <laughs> I don't know what you don't know. And then and then you sort of like ease off and then they go, yeah, and what's going on? <laughs> I've got a lot catching up. So there's that sort of, I, I think it might, you know, there's that sort of the discomfort, that it, it, this sort of unwelcome gift element of it is probably a barrier for because it's so attached to our ego to admit Mm. that we didn't know something and sometimes like there's even this bluffing and bravado of oh yeah i know that when actually clearly they don't or you or you're the blagging or the or just "Mm, mm, 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 just continue yeah yeah keep telling me things i don't know I don't know if I don't know this or I do know. Or I'm going to get it from context, if, as yeah, you say, yeah, the next yeah, yeah. thing. So the people that, like, halt the conversation until you confirm whether or not you know. <gasps> it's like, oh, don't I'm do sure. that. It's really annoying. <laughs> I'm sure I told you this. Uh, I'm sure I said it on podcast. My uh, the, A recent project that I was working on. And uh, we were doing the stand-up in the morning. Yeah. And the guy was going around, so none of none of the other participants had been in the had been part of an agile project before. Mm. So we're having our morning stand up, the short meeting, and and the guy, the the sort of product project manager dude, was going around, sort of explaining things. And he said, then he turned to me, who was with his, I am his colleague, and mm. he went. Uh, Ivanka, what did I just say? Oh. <laughs> why, why don't you the f*** off right now? <laughs> oh dear. Like what's a, what's a, what's a, what's an acceptable reaction to that in the workplace? Can you go Let's have a word outside please. Well <laughs> I, or is it like cuz it seems like you're not supposed to get upset about feeling patronized but like when you realize that it is just a fundamental kind of someone else's theory of your mind someone else's level of respect for you when you realize it's so low that you're like look this is going to affect our relationship unless oh, yeah. we like hash this out like is that is that something would you think I, would that be a, what did you do I took him to I didn't he, he and I were off from the same agency yeah. and everyone else was the client yeah Right, and already the client was deferring to him. Where in this context, I was the more experienced. So after the meeting, I took him to one side and said, "I am prepared for the client to assume that you, as the white man, know more than me. I am not prepared for you, as my colleague, Mm. to be. I'm not. I'm not ready to defend myself." You have been introduced to me. You know my background. I come highly recommended. I don't care. You have to assume I know what I'm doing. And if you don't, then just f- off. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, because in, in this context, I had literally been given to him as somebody who had experience of this type of project and mm. he didn't. Yeah. So it's like, don't you ever undermine me in front of a client ever mm. again, me or any other woman. I said, you know, so I really, I did lay to him, yeah. lay into him, but I did it 
you know, in four eyes, as they say in Croatia. So I sort of made sure he wasn't, we weren't overheard. Yeah. It was a private conversation. But in front of the client, I, I don't, I can't even remember what yeah. I did. I just sort of laughed it off. Um, I'm quite used to as well, people assuming I don't know until they discover that I do. And then that's, you know, well, unfortunately, I would, I that's would part be, of my life. I would not <laughs> you, be able to handle that. I would be like, I, I hope I could like keep a straight face long enough. But like, well, if someone <laughs> pulled that sh- on me I'd be like all right guys see ya (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway I did I was very I was quite proud of myself the way I took him off to one side I was like I can't um I can't because he did one other thing that I can't even remember that was the the key and I was like you oh I didn't even I didn't mean it like that yeah I don't care <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there you go. That's my little being patronised story. All right, um, we're, we're okay. at forty-two and a half minutes. That'll I do us. We could do a little short episode. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going on holiday. I'm taking a week off now, so I think we can do a, a light one. Is that L I T E? Why not? Michael yeah. Banker's light podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should do a spin-off. Five-minute chats. It's a five-minute <laughs> chats about. <laughs> I Anything. don't even know what. Um, we've got this uh, rose smelling. I found a, it took me five shops to find toilet paper this week. <laughs> five or six <laughs> supermarkets. I found the, there was one in M&S and it's like rose-scented toilet paper, four packs. <laughs> That's what we talk about on Michael and Ivanka's light <laughs> podcast. Um, all right. <laughs> I don't like scented toilet paper. Well, no one does. That's why it's the last one left in the toilet paper <laughs> buying panic. I was like, is it weird? Also, it's like um, because it's got these pink roses on it. It's sort of like you see one floating in the toilet. You're like, oh, no, something bad has happened. Oh, no, it's just the uh, toilet. I saw, you know, like Amazon's um, search results for toilet paper. The first result is Donald Trump's face on toilet paper. So that's uh, anyway, that's enough toilet something paper. Something to amuse us. Something to amuse us all. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com where there's a subscribe button, library, go and click on Amazon link, so on, thing like that. <laughs> Have you had a stroke? Michael? <laughs> I'm having a stroke. <laughs> um, I just, you know, you got a phone, you listen to podcasts, you know what to do. Like, why am I patronising you with these instructions uh, on topic? How else can we patronise our listeners? You can find me at michaelforestmusic.com or goodtohear.co.uk. Buy my app, buy my app, buy my app, buy my app. Where can people find you, Ivanka? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Cool. Uh, that's it, really. I've got nothing to sell. Buy Michael's app. Buy Michael's app. You can get Apps, a Good Habits yeah. one. You can get one for your happiness and changes and tracking and all that. You can get one for tracking your calories. It doesn't have a database of foods, but, you know, you know, you should just know how much stuff. Um, there's one with radio. <laughs> there's another one with music. It's all going to be apps, apps, apps. Good to hear.co.uk. Just go on there. And I don't want to go back to contracting. Also, um, you can click on Amazon links and you can Patreon us too. That was desperate. <laughs> Buy Michael's app. Do. It's very handsome. 
Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to reduce the time limit to make a change to 30 days from 90 days. I think 90 was a bit intense. I think a change a month. I've got a long way to go. Um, okay. All right, All right. See you next time. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, 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 bye.